Sam, wouldn't it be fun to put Aka in front of everything? Aka, excuse me? Aka podcast? Aka podcast? Aka, let's stop this right now before I die. Aka, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Opinionated, an opinionated podcast where we say opinions are like arseholes. Everyone's got one and we cannot wait to share our opinions with you. I'm Sam. And I'm Lauren. And our podcast is going to cover everything from the weird and wacky to the bold and beautiful. We hope you follow along to listen to basically anything that we can share our opinion on. Or equally, if you don't want to follow along, that's okay. You're allowed an opinion too. But we hope you enjoy it, because in our opinion, it's it's a slay. That's my opinion! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Opinionated Podcast, where we say opinions are like arseholes. Everyone's got one. And we can't wait to share our opinions today with you on... What is it, Lauren? Pitch Perfect! Thank you so much for tuning in. We can't wait to get into it. Do you want to start, Sam? Yes, so we're going to dive right into this odd amazing fantastic iconic movie and give you the rundown give you our opinions on it believe it or not (gasps) who would have guessed so pitch perfect was released on october the 5th 2012 in the u.s it was based on the book i'm not sure if you know this oh i didn't know that loosely um called pitch perfect the quest for collegiate acapella glory by mickey rapkin it's very loosely adapted ah Directed by Jason Moore, screenplay by Kay Cannon, and it stars so many people, but the biggest among them, Anna Kendrick, Brittany Snow, Rebel Wilson, Anna Camp, Skylar Austin, Ben Platt, Adam Devine, Elizabeth Banks, and John Michael Higgins, and so many more people. Mm -hmm. What an amazing cast, can I just say. So, so stunning. Icons, legends, a lot of them. It made $115 million worldwide, which may not sound like a lot in movie terms, but that was against a production budget of $17 million. Oh. That is nuts. Insane. So good. And in comparison, the next film made $287 million. That's how much it grew in its kind of fan. Oh my God. Nuts. Honestly, I wouldn't think that the second one made more than the first, because to me, the first one is like iconic the best i know and in terms of profit margins i know they're different movies but when you consider an action movie at least has a hundred million dollar budget and 50 million dollars on top of that for marketing that's already a lot of money so the fact that it had a production budget of 17 million insane so that's the facts for you guys and the whole movie if you haven't seen it if you've been living under a rock for your (laughs) entire life is about a college student named Becca who goes to kind of actually not really be involved in college and she wants mm-hmm. to be a DJ and mm-hmm. she ends up joining the world of a cappella at Baden University. So without further ado, Lauren, mm-hmm. let's Aka dive in ah! and discuss Pitch Perfect. I can't wait. Okay. okay. Sorry, I feel like I'm going to be constantly singing throughout this podcast. Just accept it. Move on. We love. We stand. Okay. So we're going to run through the plot of the movie and kind of talk about bits along the way, what we like, what we don't like, mm-hmm. funny moments, not funny moments, etc. 
So let's Akka dive in. So we open up the movie and it's the finals of the ICCAs, the Acapella Championships for colleges across the USA. And it's a group from Baden University called the Baden Bellas. And they're about to sing their song. They open up. A student named Aubrey is singing. I saw the sign. (laughs) And she gets to about a few lines in and vomits all over the stage projectile vomit so i'm not talking you know a little baby sick okay done we're talking orange projectile vomit chunder all over the gaff it is horrendous to watch (laughs) i also want to know how they filmed that like did she just have to fill her mouth with loads of baked beans or something (laughs) i think i think that's cg I think that's CGI. I hope it is for all of the cast and crew's sake. Mm, I think it's CGI. Because the well-being that would happen if I was a part of that cast or crew (laughs) dealing with that particular scene. I even look away every time, because obviously I've watched this movie so many times, I even feel that I have to look away. For the vomit. Yeah. Just... It's on a screen and I'm looking away, so God knows how they would have dealt with that, but yes. But... An iconic opening, grim, gross, but sets just the tone for how much this movie is. So we suddenly then jump to um, a college student named Becca arriving at Barden University. A guy drives past her in a taxi. Mm-hmm. Who Carry on my wayward son. <laughs> That's what he's singing. Iconic. And he does the guitar thing. Like, yeah. He's like, do, 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 do. She drives past and then she's greeted by, oh, I love this girl. Who who ah! who greets her and is like so over the top? It's like, yeah. Hi, welcome to Barden University. Here's your rape whistle. Don't Here's- blow it unless it's actually happening. <laughs> which is kind of what we kind of Warwick. Icky. <laughs> <laughs> we got given we got given rape alarms, rape alarms which is yeah. really great from safety that yeah, we're all safe you. enough to do it. <laughs> but she then gets into her room and she's greeted by her roommate Kimmy Jin who just looks at her like what the hell Kimmy Jin is such an icon <laughs> and she's not spoken about enough I stand Kimmy Jin she gives zero fucks can we quickly talk about before we get on to her dad coming in and the setup of the yeah. whole movie I feel like this is something really common in America is that they have roommates yeah if I had to share a roommate at university no i would well, drop out i'd go feral no i couldn't you know, feral. you know they have to at durham in certain halls no yeah how awful mm, is no, that no 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 think of all the things that becca couldn't do she wouldn't be able to fart <laughs> i mean she could maybe that's the real reason that her roommate hates her throughout the whole film for me it's more like when you're going to uni for the first time <laughs> You're meeting all these new people, new experiences. It's but Kimmy Jin could be interested in the knitting society. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And they could, could go out on a bar crawl and come back at two a.m. And Becca could be out, yeah. like just completely sleeping. Mm-hmm. And then imagine if she just stumbled in drunk. Could you imagine if you just oh my and then God. Becca had a nine a.m. <laughs> and then Kimmy Jin was in at five. Honestly, if I didn't have my own personal space, if I didn't have my own personal space, I seriously don't think I would survive uni like not having that break at the end of the day i would go nuts i would go nuts honestly we need to appreciate that 
when we think about Kimmy Jin as just like this moody character, mm-hmm. this moody side character. Do you know what? Let's deep the psychology of Kim- <laughs> for a second. This podcast is actually about the characters <laughs> Kimmy Jin and Pitch Perfect, who <laughs> <laughs> actually has like three minutes of screen time. Um, Kimmy Jin icon. Can I just say really quickly, um, just by talking about like their room set up, as much as I hate the sharing the room thing, is it just me, Sam, or is is Becca's half of the room so iconic like obsessed with the bookshelf it's so beautiful and her bed looks really comfy i'll leave that there but it's always i always watch movies and get really envious of their beds it is a very nice picture of college life that's what i'll say i'll be like some of the rooms we've seen if it's anything similar to uni it's very Mm. not reflective of real life so in the the non-realistic college room we are then introduced to Becca's dad and the whole kind of premise is set up and Becca actually doesn't want to be at college she wants to be a DJ she wants to go out to LA and get a job with a record label and start working her way up Mm -hmm. but her dad has said to her okay I know that but give college a go give it a go for a year and if it doesn't work out I'll pay your dues but you really have to throw yourself in another quick comment I will make is that she's getting this college education for free for free wait why is the dad paying because he works at the college. Oh, He's a yeah. professor. And she gets it for free. That's probably why she doesn't care. And I know we get student loans here, which is such a privileged thing to be able to say, coming from the UK. Mm-hmm. But equally, we do pay it back over the course of our life. But if she, if I got college education for free, and in America... But oh my God, I yeah. think she should, kind of no offence, be grateful and take it. But mm-hmm. that's just me. Yeah. But that's the whole setup of the movie. And so Becca has to really throw herself into life. And she goes down to the society's fair. And we are finally introduced to the world of acapella, where the Barden Bellas are trying to recruit new members. The Barden Bellas are a bit of a flop after the sick situation. Incident. They're all over social media, not in a good way. And they're a bit outcasts now. Uh, there's one girl who has boobs like baloney. Who says, <gasps> baloney Bob! And she's like, no, you said my boobs look like baloney. I'm not going to audition for you. Like, good luck <laughs> working your way up from the bottom. Icon. And then we see Fat Amy, and they talk to her. She harmonises. Already the introduction of <laughs> she, an iconic She gets character. on the floor and does a little mermaid dance. Do you remember that? I love it. She's, like, wiggling them on the floor. Oh, my God. She's such an icon. And then, eventually, Becca works her way up to the stand, and... Chloe notices her. Chloe is another girl who was previously part of the group during mm-hmm. the sick incident with Aubrey. And Aubrey is very hesitant. She says, no, I don't think she should. But she says, no, I think she should. Yeah. And she introduces it to Becca and she says, we do singing all with our mouths. <laughs> Which I love. Yeah. And I... Becca's just a bit hesitant mm-hmm. at first. Honestly, furs. Becca mm. wants to be a DJ. She tries to go to the DJ society to to find out that it's actually deaf Jews. So she's a little bit lost, shall we say. So I guess if somebody approached me and was like, we do singing with our mouths, I'd probably be like, whoa, I want to be a DJ. <sighs> Calm down. Leave me alone, please. And all amongst this setup as well, we are introduced to Jesse, who's the mm-hmm. kind of main male protagonist, and Benji. Jesse mm-hmm. and Benji and Benji played by Ben Platt Jesse played by Scarlett Aston. Benji is kind of nuts he's into yeah. close-up magic and is a nerd and he introduces Jesse to the world of acapella as well to the male group the treble makers 
Now, they're set up to kind of be this iconic male band, but they are cringe. They are good yeah. at singing. They're a sleigh. They think they are the shit. But it's led by Bumper, who's just such an egotistical oh, arse. I hate Bumper. No, I don't like Bumper. But you see them <laughs> I think that's the point, singing, though. let it whip. I, I, I think I can... By the way, yeah, guys, I might try singing in this. I Please do. I'm not a singer, so... Shut up, Sam. No, I'm really not, so it could be cringe. Neither am I. That's, but, the, that's what makes it so iconic. <laughs> but, let it whip. Maybe we should harmonise. We're introduced to them. There are also a couple of other acapella groups that they introduce mm. as well. There's like these stoners, stoners, and people who just sing Madonna songs. Oh, that's kind of <laughs> Which iconic. Is iconic, and I love. I count how many times we say iconic throughout this podcast. <laughs> iconic. So then, after Becca's rejecting it, she also tries to work at a this radio station, the student radio station, mm-hmm. and she ends up meeting Jesse again, and they they're gonna stack. CDs. CDs throughout the year. <clears throat> but then we kind of see this whole setup happening. Becca's not going to join. But then we need to get onto the shower scene because I have some <gasps> things to say about the shower scene. Well, I was going to say when we brought up Chloe about yes. her as a person. So <laughs> Becca is showering. It's obviously communal showers. Mm-hmm. Have shower curtains and everything. But she starts singing Bulletproof by Sia which is a song you see her reworking yeah. on her DJ kind of setup. But she's showering and then suddenly, boom, the shower curtain is slammed open by Chloe and she says, yeah, you can sing. Excuse you can me. Sing. And she confronts her whilst Becca is completely naked yeah. and Chloe is also completely naked. And I think this is a problematic scene in the movie because mm. in my eyes, even if it's played for laughs, she is literally not going to let Becca go or leave yeah until, until she, sings. she sings together can until they harmonize about, can we talk about how awful that'd be if it was bumper doing it exactly or any man i don't like it it's the one part yeah. of the movie i don't like completely it, i'm surprised as well because it's actually such a positive movie it's not only that but the scene specifically i feel like it's quite acclaimed like a lot of people speak about it mm. i've yeah yeah, and that just doesn't sit... That's the one part mm. definitively of the movie I really don't like because yeah. it just feels really off-kilter. Mm-hmm. And I... D- yeah, don't Irrelevant, like not necessary. I'm sure there was a different way that Chloe could find out Becca could sing, but... But despite the harassment in my <laughs> eyes, Becca's kind of intrigued to maybe go to the auditions for the Bellas and the Troublemakers. Mm-hmm. So we then go to the audition process for acapella and they seem to do it together all of the societies have a massive audition process and we see the first kind of big musical number of the whole series of the whole movie since you've been gone what do you think it's my genuinely probably my one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie i find it so funny like from start to finish i think that honestly if you ask me to i won't but i could probably do the entire song start to finish with every single little harmony and thing that pitch perfect do it's like zoom 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 it's so funny i literally love it and what i like about it is kind of a scene that um in a way makes us know more about the characters as well yeah um Without actually seeing them do anything other than sing a song, we kind of learn a little bit more about each individual. And we're introduced to a couple more characters in that song too, actually. 
So after that iconic moment in time in history, we move on to another equally iconic moment when Becca comes in late and she says, didn't realise how to prepare something, and she does the cup song. Now, let me tell you something about the cup song. Mm. When I was in secondary school in my first few years like we were put in houses and my house did the cup song what do you assembly. mean your house d- oh no as in we performed the cup song oh no i must admit i have like kind of a similar thing when i was in like year five and six so like end of primary school um i got addicted to doing the cup song mm. so like i would be in class and sam i wouldn't even need a bottle <laughs> or a cup I could do it like with anything. I would just, and like it got to a point where I wasn't even processing that I was doing it. It was an addiction, and then we ended up getting in trouble for it because obviously constantly going like. <laughs> but now, kind of iconic. Though. Now though, I hate it. Yeah, I can't stand it. It's um, it's an amazing song. It's so good, and it is a moment in it's history. Overplayed though, but it's it was so overplayed yeah. that I literally hear it. And I can't deal with it. I also just think, like, did Becca rehearse this? Because she comes in and she's like, sorry, I didn't know we had to do that song. And then she just comes in and she, like, grabs the cup, spills out all the pens, and all of a sudden just <laughs> brings out this beat. And I'm like, Bestie, you definitely just you wanted to be did edgy. Audition. You probably did plan. Well, I'm not being funny. I feel like throughout the movie, as much as I love Becca as a character, we have to admit that she's such, like, a... I'm not like other girls, girl. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I get what you mean. And I kind of think that kind of is over in the audition scene. Like, of course, Becca comes in and like has this new edgy, like, it's, you know. Still iconic though, but yeah, I agree. I'm not I'm not a big of a fan of it mm. anymore. So then we go on to the initiation process after the auditions. And pretty much everyone's accepted who we see who audition for the Bellas. But then only two guys are accepted into the troublemakers jesse but no no benji benji's not accepted Aww, which is sad he's really upset about which it which he's upset well. about so they go through this initiation process actually the troublemakers don't have an initiation process but the bellas get like <laughs> hoods like yeah. taken off of them they drink like from candles. this chalice and there's candles yeah and they have to promise to never have sexual relations with the treble which is like nuts yeah but then they go down to this mixer together. Mm-hmm. They meet the troublemakers and other acapella yeah. groups and they sing together. And they it's get all a little fun. bit drunk. There's not much to say here. Bumper and Amy no. have like a little convo. And do you remember the line where Amy says, Bumper says, I have a feeling we should kiss. Yeah. And Amy says, well, sometimes I think we should do crystal meth, but then I think, mm, probably, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> And then Jesse's drunk as well, but again, yeah. kind of relevant, not really that And you point. see Benji in his room alone singing Aww. along, which is sad, <laughs> I feel. Benji's so cute, bless. Then we get to the first rehearsals, and it's kind of cutthroat because Aubrey confronts someone who's had sexual relations with a treble, and she makes her and leave. And take her chair. And take her chair, and she just drags it along the floor. And Becca is like, are you serious? Yeah. And Aubrey is, you see how crazy... Aubrey is and she's like this is war Becca and then not much else at the the start yeah but we get a little montage actually where they do the do the um preparation preparation and Sam and I are like doing it physically right now and basically um Chloe and Aubrey are trying to get all of the girls to like do the choreo that the Bellas are 
and you meet some other for. girls in the Bellas. So you have obviously you have Fat Amy, you have Stacy, Stacy, Cynthia Rose, Cynthia Rose. What's the girl called who is like? Who's really really quiet? Yeah, I'm to get it up <laughs> she's now as so well. funny. Lily, Lily, Lily. I mean, how are we meant to know that she's so quiet? She is, but she's also <laughs> iconic. So then we eventually get to the riff offs. I love the riff offs. I want to be in a riff off, but it probably wouldn't go as smoothly as it does in the film. <laughs> See, <laughs> when the musical theatre society at our uni in the first kind of couple of weeks of ever being at the uni there were some socials and one of them was to do a riff off seriously and when i say that i felt so iconic were we probably not <laughs> i felt so iconic i was like i'm in pitch perfect yes. i'm singing all these songs yes but they it's it, it's so nuts and i think it's i love how it's playing with just how nuts this acapella society is that they're having these underground battles mm-hmm. and they're spinning a wheel and they're yeah. doing songs about sex girls from the 80s yeah and the bellas do pull off an absolutely slay number they're working together but uh-huh. they still lose like to the troublemakers yeah it's such an iconic moment though it like is. if we actually break down some of the bits like na 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 come on so la, iconic la, la, so la, iconic la, 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 la. So- an amazing scene. I like. I can't actually find the words to articulate how brilliant of a moment. And I think it's one is. of the scenes that actually really made acapella popular because it made it feel cool and yeah. fun and different. And it was funny and it was poking the fun out of mm-hmm. things. But I think that's what really helped acapella as well to have an absolute just moment in history yeah. where it blew up. Yes. So I love that moment. I think Me that's... Too such a good such moment a of the film scene. and i don't think that like i know that they do riff offs in pitch perfect two and three but I, they're just not the same they do but they're not the, yeah they're they not don't the hit the same like no. the first one iconic it's a moment so good we'll leave it there so then we eventually get to the first competition of the movie and they're performing the exact same set that the bellas performed the last time and they're still in the same outfits kind of dressed like airline attendants now hear me out the number's kind of a snooze it goes okay eight fat amy slays oh yeah i forgot fat amy and she's so good but it's a bit of a snooze but i was i just had a random thought when i was watching Mm. it could you imagine because it made me think of like airline kind of wear yeah could you imagine if the safety information for airlines was done via acapella (laughs) what so all of the crew walking down the aisles (laughs) you see the signs (laughs) oh yeah i've actually never clocked the fact that even the hand movements are all like airline inspired you know the way they're like i saw the signs that's what i mean and it's kind of good i wish that would happen maybe people wouldn't be so like miserable when they're on a flight and it would be i'm trying to think of put on your oxygen bags (laughs) (laughs) the exits are over there and over there go down the slide (laughs) (laughs) that would be so iconic I love it oh my god imagine though if like an actual aeroplane accident was to happen and the (laughs) regulations mean that they have to do everything like the plane is plummeting to the ground (laughs) (laughs) I just thought that would be so iconic it would be so good that's so good but they end up placing second to the troublemakers who everyone loves 
everyone absolutely loves the troublemakers and mm-hmm. i won't lie when i say that they are absolutely a what serve. song do they do in that book you spin my head right round like a record you baby spin, and they're all doing like the so kind of cringe the little movements they do but like we'll allow it it's a good scene it's a good moment and also we kind of we met them at the start but we meet properly the two presenters of this event mm-hmm. with gail and john who give commentary on the acapella championships i can't decide whether i like gail and john me either i kind of find them annoying but also hilarious. i think like some of their jokes just don't hit mm. they don't land no it's still yeah. fun it's still yeah. fun and it's kind of i think it's again meant to take fun out of acapella and how they act like they're really really serious mm-hmm. but they're literally adults obsessed with these college championships yeah. for acapella they're like well, John, I guess tonight is love. They're literally like us, where they're recording something that maybe two people will listen to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Hi, Gail. How are you? <laughs> hey, John. How's it going? <laughs> but we meet them and they provide some good commentary. But the Bellas still get through to the, to the semifinals mm-hmm. by placing second. But then after this competition happens, this is one of the weirdest moments in the movie for me. It mm-hmm. kind of makes sense. It kind of doesn't make sense. And there's this old, these old guys who <gasps> used to be part of the Troublemakers. Mm-hmm. They're singing outside of where the acapella championships are happening. And there's like this fight with the Troublemakers and Becca yeah. and Amy get involved. A trophy smashes through a window and Becca gets sent to, to jail. To prison. <laughs> and her dad has to bail her out because Jessie called called her dad called her dad and Becca is not happy, not happy. she's, she's like, like back off she's stop like, trying to help me you called my dad I can't believe you called my dad, dad. not cool I'm like because also throughout the movie we see Jessie and Becca try to or Jessie trying to be nice to Becca he's introducing her to movie soundtracks which is sweet because if someone came up to me and was like I'm gonna educate you via movie soundtracks I'm going to show you all these movies. I'd be like, marry me. Oh, I find that really, really sweet. Yeah. And he's trying hard, he's bless nice, him. He's a nice guy. I can't... He hasn't... He has no faults. Yeah. Other than the fact he's a troublemaker, but... Mm. He's, he he he's subverts nice. the troublemakers later. He subverts later. it later on. And then eventually, kind of time goes on, and we make our way to the second competition, where they're going to do the exact same set again. And they're on their way and there's a scene where they're refilling for fuel and the troublemakers drive past and Bumper throws like a burrito at Amy oh, and she gets and Amy's, hit. I just got shot. And that's one bit I don't like for some reason seeing the food all over. Uh, and it like goes on her skin. It gives me the, and I then, don't know why. And then you know a bit later on when there's like a little bit of it behind, behind her, her ear. ear. <laughs> what? It gives me the ick. It's so horrible. Ugh. And then Cynthia Rose runs out and starts like doing cpr cpr yeah and obviously that's not a requirement weird weird moment weird moment so after that little incident they're on their way and they're all kind of a bit agitated with each other they're silent but then Mm. chloe starts singing party in the usa and they all have a jam and this is another favorite i think it's it's very wholesome moment Mm. is what i'd say and becca's like again trying to be this like i'm not like other girls like doesn't want to get involved and then they all kind of gather around her and sing it at her and then she goes so over my head and she she goes for it and it's an amazing moment honestly such a good part of the movie it is so good and it's really heartwarming and i think a moment where you really see the bellas start to gel and be happy Mm -hmm. together as people so i love that part of it and then 
though, because of the incident with Amy getting hit by the food, she filled the wrong... She didn't fill the tank. She didn't fill it with the right fuel. Yeah. So they break down and they have to get a lift from the troublemakers to the competition. There's an actually really sweet moment here. It's kind of awkward between them, but then Donald, who's another guy in the troublemakers, and oh, Lily. Yeah. I wish I could see more of and them because they're like, so cute. Donald's like the beatboxer of the troublemakers mm. and then Lily with her tiny little quiet voice like starts starts beatboxing and he's like hyping her up such a cute but also so funny moment because he doesn't acknowledge how quiet she is but she also says um i like fires to feel joy and he goes well that's adorable (laughs) and i kind of love that it's so weird it's so weird but i love it she's such a weird person so then we get to the competition and there is another kind of group singing there as well and they're doing really really well and the beckers come on again and they perform the exact same set this is editing sam popping on right here and i am fully aware yes that i have referred to the bellas as the beckers i can only profusely apologize Oh. Becca's on stage and starts to see everyone drift off and tension is already high with the mm-hmm. Bellas they're not doing things right they can't do their show like mm. circle harmonise thing correctly yeah. and Becca noticed people snoozing off someone at the sound desk starts like going on, on their phone. phone the judges are like ugh, rolling their eyes mm. so she makes a courageous decision to mash it up with Bulletproof mm-hmm. I think this is a serve I think this is a slay yeah. they get off the stage and Aubrey is furious enraged she is fuming and she just shouts at becca and isn't happy Mm -hmm. and she also criticizes her saying i you're a great a pain in my ass and i know you're hooking up with (gasps) jesse and jesse's right there and she also and then becca shouts at jesse saying of course you're here right now leave me alone i don't need your help yeah and i'm not like other girls i don't need your help the beckers don't get through and it's all very sad (laughs) the bellas yeah yeah you said beckers oh. <laughs> it's fine it's fine I'm Take tired, your time. Guys. don't worry don't worry it was funny <laughs> the, beckers. the bellas imagine don't becca get just through. becca just starts her own um like the competing. becca she does acapella by herself somehow <laughs> the becca anyway anyway but then benji tries to run after her because he's working technically he's still involved with acapella and he sees that Ooh. the lead singer of the other team who got through is actually in high school. Mm. Believe it or not, oh my gosh, shocking. So Benji decides to obviously report it. Mm-hmm. That's what we can assume. And John and Gail are also the representatives of this acapella championship. It's so weird. Yeah, they're like the producers. It's so weird. <laughs> they go to the guy's house and are like, I think you know what this is about. And they get kicked out of the competition because he was in high school and it's a college uh, acapella group competition. So the Bellas get through. They obviously get through and they start up again. But Mm -hmm. Becca is still very cut off from things. She has a talk with her dad. She watches The Breakfast Club because Mm. Jessie recommended it and talked about it and actually starts crying. She realises, oh, sad, etc, etc. She tries to make amends with him, but he's just like, you shut everyone away. Like, you're, you're shutting everyone out. What the hell? Yeah. Which is obviously he doesn't sad. Forgive her. It's not doing good. But the Bellas reunite, apart from Becca, obviously. They start to have a session. 
but things aren't still go- aren't going well. No. It's not doing good. They're still doing the same routines and same songs. And eventually, Chloe actually stands up to Aubrey. Mm. Chloe, as well, throughout the movie, she has nodes. Mm-hmm. She's made the courageous decision to have them removed from her. Yeah. Vocal, vocal cords. Modules. But then they eventually have a fight. And then Aubrey chunders again. <laughs> Everywhere. Again. This bit's definitely, like, not. The way the camera Again, angle is, like, ick. you can tell that it's... That's real in somehow. It's somehow real. It's so ick. Oh, my God. This time, it's not as orange. <laughs> no. It's a pale yellow. Which is almost worse. Yeah, because at least, like, the orange, I'm like, okay, you've probably Fake. just eaten something, but what? Pale yellow? Is that stomach acid? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the worst so part of this is... Amidst the fighting, whistle, the rape whistle's being blown. Like, it's going the, crazy. The, their musical whistle, yeah. Is it the musical whistle? The musical, oh, what I they thought... used to get in tune. Ah, okay. I thought it was the rape whistle again. Chair. I was like, yeah. that thing's back. But um, Lily starts to do... <laughs> this girl is so weird. Starts to do snow angels in Aubrey Sick. No. <laughs> I will leave that there because I have nothing to say about it other than what the... And then Bella, uh, Bella, I'm calling him Bella now. Be- Becca comes in to, to this madness. It's like, guys, guys, what are you doing? Stop it, guys! Breaks it up. They all stop. They all look around. Lily's been lying in sick. Sick. Um, Becca's like fighting. I swear, like she tries to have an intervention and she tries to make it better. Mm-hmm. And she says, "I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. I just wanted to know if I can rejoin." But then yeah. she says, "If not, I'll leave." And she starts dragging her chair. But eventually, Aubrey, Aubrey says, no, it's okay. Becca, what do we do? But also she says, she almost leaves, Aubrey, Aubrey almost leaves. And she says, like my dad says, if at first you don't succeed, pack your bags. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Oh my God. Too much. Aubrey's like dropping in a bit of childhood trauma there. No, too much. <laughs> then... The girls eventually decide to have a deep, meaningful conversation, and <laughs> they start to co- start to bond more and confess secrets. Mm-hmm. Stacy admits something that they all knew, and ha- she says, "I have a lot of sex." Cynthia Rose says she has a gambling problem. I have a gambling problem, but this is again something I want to bring up because I don't fully know how I feel about it because mm. jokes are made throughout the movie that over the fact that she's gay. Yeah, because Fat Amy's like, "Let's be honest." Yeah, yeah. And I, to me, that seems weird because it's really highlighted upon. Like, it's really not that big of a deal, mm. and I don't know why it's played for laughs. Yeah, because it's implied that another one of the girls was her girlfriend, so it is just weird. Yeah, and also at this moment, Lily says one of the most iconic lines in the movie as well, where she says, "I ate my twin in the womb." <laughs> God. Really quietly. Lily. Also really quickly. Why are Lily and Kimmy Jin the most iconic characters? <laughs> so creepy. So weird. And again, Chloe confesses to having her nodes removed and says, mm-hmm. I may not sing above a G sharp. Ever. Again. But then they all have this bonding moment. They're together. Fat Amy reveals that her real name is Fat Patricia. <laughs> and then... Aubrey says, what do we do, Becca? What do we do? Mm-hmm. And she passes her the musical whistle. whistle. Yeah. But then it goes into the sick. Oh, yeah, I forgot So about disgusting. That. What is it with this movie and sick? <laughs> no. Like, can this we not leave that behind? Erotic obsession with sick. Oh, my God, I, I know. I can't. Um, Becca then 
says we need to leave which like fair thank you becca for getting out of that get out of that environment that must have smelled so bad anyway um so they go outside and another iconic moment occurs they discover guys the power of (laughs) mashups of not singing the same song from like the 90s nuts absolutely nuts Mm -hmm. but they sing just the way you are by bruno mars Mm -hmm. and is it it's just a dream i think it's like it's only just a dream i don't know the name of the song but yeah and it sounds really really amazing Mm -hmm. and they're really working together for the first time they're best friends and it's all slaying yes and they realize we can finally do this we can mash it up we can do this really really Mm -hmm. really well and they all put their hands in for harmony and then chloe sings a low note it's so fake i kind of love it oh my god oh it's so fake (laughs) it is so fake but it's so funny oh my gosh do you realize that what this means we can sing different songs like lower songs (laughs) and then lily finally speaks at normal (laughs) the first time i think i have an idea No, she goes, I think I can have something that might help. That's it. That's I'm it. So sorry. Can I just say, though, how did she get into the Bellas? <laughs> exactly. It's how did she get into the Bellas when they couldn't even hear her? Anyway, <laughs> that's a different question. Then we switch to the Troublemakers and Bumper may have a chance to sing backup for John Mayer. So Bumper, ick, and he leaves the Troublemakers <laughs> and they need to find a new member. And who is it? other than Benji <laughs> oh I'm so glad he's there and goodbye Bumper you will not be missed and then we eventually get to the ICCA finals at Lincoln Centre which is in New York if I'm not mistaken mm. I imagine just oh, I love New York this is a shout out to the Acapella Society one Waka. of the groups insane at Warwick University mm-hmm. go and look at them they are so so talented also can i just say on that note they actually made me um appreciate this film so much more yes because like before coming to uni i've never encountered like genuine irl acapella no so then to see it in person and see the work and effort that goes into it it just makes me appreciate movies like pitch perfect every single one of those groups they have about over five groups now i know insane so much talent. amazing check them out lemmingtones we'll mention them at the end too yeah 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 so we get to the finals and the treble makers also sing. Benji comes out and sings, I've got the magic in me, which is such a Aww, sweet moment. And he does a little magic trick. And it's so adorable. They're really gelling for the first time. They're singing together. They're not toxic anymore. No. It's actually swoon worthy. I'm like, yeah. Oh, treble makers. We all of a sudden stand the treble makers. We stand the treble makers. I wonder who was the problem. Cough, cough, <laughs> um, bumper. And then we get to the final moment where the Bellas come out sing and an amazing mashup they come out no longer in the flight attendant outfits they have their scarves I'm around sorry. their wrists they're allowed to do whatever some of them have the scarves in, the in their hair. hair some of them are wearing dresses some of them are wearing jeans like they're all just it's so much more natural they're, they're all themselves badass they're amazing and that entire song is so good can I, I just say though <laughs> Obviously, it starts off as price tag. <laughs> you know um, Lily's bit where she goes, it ain't nothing about the money. money. <laughs> <laughs> this girl continues throughout the whole movie to be such an icon, such with or without a voice. They do all sorts of 
the different mashups. It's such amazing. When I listen, when I watch this movie, I always play the finale number again afterwards like a day after at least <laughs> yeah like, you can best believe that i'll be getting back to my it's... house tonight and i'll be shaking on. my ass to that phenomenon <laughs> thinking that i can sing it's the choreography as well it's everything when they say grab somebody sexy tell them hey and they all like like make these such sexy movements oh it's, it's so amazing. iconic such and then serve. becca sings a song out of the breakfast club which is a little notion to jesse who's in the audience and jesse's got his head down on his hands and it's like this really cheesy moment where he's like <gasps> he looks up and he's like this is for me Wait, and she's what? like won't you come see about me and he does this really cringy <gasps> putting his hand fist up in the moment air. And it's, so cringe. And then Becca sings Even he la, 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 la. <laughs> la 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 la. La <laughs> Such a good It's moment. so cringe. But then you also have the moment where you hear Chloe singing these like, oh, oh my notes, God. which they is like, so cringe They focus funny. on her and you can tell it's just so, it's fake. so unbelievably it. fake. She's like, oh, but obviously <laughs> it's not her doing it. But then another one of my favourite moments, it sounds so fake. And it's the only moment I'm like, apart from the deep notes where I'm like, how is that real singing? <laughs> when they get into the night bit where it goes really fast where they're like and they're all doing a little circle the bit where they go oh i laugh every time yeah when they go oh and they all like push the booth up such a good scene so good and then i love the way they go it's a party in the usa oh so good like the little hint towards that and then um the way that they end it goes like one side of the stage is like they're all low one of them's in the split to, and they're like to panting, one of them at the like, end with their breathing the really air. heavily it's so funny <laughs> it's so good such an iconic moment and then in the moment becca runs off the stage and jesse makes a cringy line he says mm-hmm. you're such a weirdo they kiss and then it's suddenly a very sudden flash forward yeah to the end of the movie uh and it's the next year they're auditioning again you mm-hmm. find out the Bellas have won and mm-hmm. they're about to say like what the, uh, their audition song will be yeah. and it ends yeah this is the only part as well where I feel like the movie is very just suddenly ending and I'm not mm. as keen on it I go whoa a bit yeah. too quick of a wrap up I think it would have been better to just end on the finale that they yeah. or, or or done something else I guess maybe it was done so that they could set up a, a sequel mm. And so that is the plot of Pitch Perfect. Mm -hmm. That was a very, hopefully, not too long, but not too quick Mm -hmm. whistle-stop tour of the plot and the moments that we liked and that we didn't like. So now let's do a little bit more of a deep dive. Is there anything else that you want to talk about generally about the film? Okay, I will say that the first time I ever watched this film, as I mentioned before, was Year 5, Obsessed with the Cup Song. And to still watch it now at the age of 19 so what like 10 years later and to still love it and if anything just love it from a different angle now yes i think one thing i'll say about this film is i think it appeals to a very very wide demographic Mm. i mean like i've watched this film with my boyfriend who's very much not into like chick flip rom-com kind Mm. of vibes and he loved this film i think that there's parts of it that appeal to everyone that's what I was going to talk about as well. I feel as though I can probably watch this a few times every year, yeah, just randomly, and I still love it. Yeah, it's so it's that one of those movies that's really familiar, but it doesn't feel comfort film. It doesn't. I just can't ex- almost explain it. I think it is such a feel good, happy, mm. light film. You don't need to switch your brain on too much, but you don't feel like you're done watching it either. Mm-hmm. It's 
so it's so good and I love it and I yeah. think it's for our generation as well I think it is that teen movie that just yeah. works so well and will have a forever cemented legacy as a mm-hmm. great movie and I think the fact that like the songs in it that were famous before are now famous for a different meaning so yes. this is going to sound so random but like the other day I was walking and somebody started singing since you've been gone and then all of a sudden people started doing like that you know how I was saying before about like the funny zum 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 yeah and they're people who are like not theater students mm. not art students like there is something connected to this film that like I said before appeals to everyone and moments in it that are so unbelievably memorable like the cup song you know all the songs in it just amazing such a good film yeah. there is one other moment that I want to mention that I also find hilarious and I'd never thought about it until I saw the movie <laughs> When, I'm not sure if you remember, when Becca and Jesse, when Jesse is introducing her to all these movies, soundtracks, oh, and, he, and he talks about Star Wars. Yeah. And Becca's saying, oh, they're so predictable. The 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 evil guy is Luke's Darth father. Vader means... And she goes, Vader in German is literally father. It's mm-hmm. Darth father. Father. And my mind was kind of blown. And I was like, wow, that's actually... Yeah kind of so stupid that's such a random but i love it yeah and i love those moments in it yeah yeah there's Mm. so many like random what i like about it is there's a lot of like wider pop culture references in it so whether it's like movies or other songs yeah like the madonna even the madonna Mm. society like (laughs) i like the fact that it feels connected to like authentic everyday the one thing that i wish i maybe could have seen a little bit more of is the wider university because I feel as though you don't see any other societies. Like, it would have been fun to see, like, the depiction of the law society yeah. or polo or, I um, think, random naming yeah. things. Or... or even just, like, the theatre society exactly. since it's kind of linked. And I just would have loved to see maybe the wider stuff or maybe some of them at their classes. Yeah, because it seems, like, they are all so unbelievable. Well, this movie makes out that they're all so unbelievably dedicated to... Um, the Bellas or just the acapella societies in general that I'm like when are you doing your uni work and maybe that is the funny part that they're really addicted Mm. because in the second movie Chloe mentions how she deliberately failed things three times (laughs) so she can stay on as a (laughs) Bella so the characters do you want to dive into characters and are there any particular characters moments that you want to spotlight I mean I guess we've kind of spoke a lot about certain characters like Comedian and Lily. But go, go um, dive into any. I think that one that I feel like we've not spoke about enough is Fat Amy. Mm-hmm. She's just such an iconic character she and I is. just think there's so many funny moments and little like lines that would go completely over your head that like we've said we've rewatched this film so many times and it's just the little moments that you pick up on like oh I've never I never remembered that she said XYZ. I think she's just such a good funny character. And for me, she's her confidence is just so joyous and so amazing, inspiring as well, and inspiring. And she is unashamed in in who she is, mm-hmm. and is powerful and amazing. And I yeah. and I do love her. I love mm-hmm. Amy. Yeah, I feel like I don't really have much else to say about her. She's just an icon, and we just need to cement that fact that Fat Amy is the moment. She is. She is the moment. <laughs> um, obviously, I've spoke about my opinions of Becca and that she's let's be honest she's a bit of a pick me girl but we'll allow it can i talk about aubrey yeah because i kind of find it interesting she is really really mean <laughs> and evil yeah True. um she's like there's one line where she says something like get your head out of my ass it's not a hat 
Yeah. And I love when she says, you're a grade A pain in my ass. Yeah. Like I've said, I love that. She's a bitch, but she's like an but iconic even that bitch. line about her dad, like, <laughs> look at me doing a psychoanalysis of Pitch Perfect. <laughs> but you actually kind of feel for her because she yeah. goes, she's probably had actually quite a dark, horrible upbringing in a yeah. way. She like and finds she wants to just do well. Security. And also don't forget that Aubrey hasn't always had this position of power. If we exactly. think back to the first scene, she's the one who's getting dictated by the older Bella. And the older Bella is evil. Oh my God, Aubrey's evil. nothing compared to the older Bella. She says her breath, like, Chloe, Chloe, your breath smells like egg. And <laughs> <laughs> it's so mean. Oh, but yeah, Aubrey... I think that I like the fact that she develops into a nicer character because, oh my God, at first. When we know nothing about her other than that she's a bitch, it's kind of hard to see past. It's hard. But yes. Any other characters? Like, obviously we've mentioned Bumper. He's just not... Bumper is not fun. He kind no. of annoys me. And I don't actually find him funny. In the later movies, in Pitch Perfect 2, I may find him funnier. Mm. And his character works a bit more. But he, I just actually find him irritating, and maybe yeah. that's the point. But I don't even find him that funny. No, um, obviously Jesse as well. He's a little cute. He makes me miss my boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> Lauren. I was gonna say he makes me like want a relationship, and then I was like, oh wait, he makes me want a boyfriend. <laughs> no, he's so cute. I think the main thing is actually. I quite like how a lot of the characters actually I think the fact that we we struggle to almost talk about a character really in depth shows mm. how well balanced they are. Yeah. Obviously some like Stacy and Cynthia Rose and Lily don't have as much time. Mm. Um and obviously Kimmy Jin, Crime Against Humanity for her not being <laughs> the main character. But it shows how well balanced everything is and mm-hmm. how the movie actually shines in the relationships between all of the characters. Yeah. It's not focused on like solely Becca as the protagonist. Exactly, and how they get along. And I know mm-hmm. it's a little bit of his is, is like chick flick stereotypical cringe and mm. being bonds and being together, but mm-hmm. it is actually really nice because at the end yeah. of the day, they are really, really different. You have someone who's very kind of socially awkward and quiet and weird in Lily, Cynthia Rose, who has mm-hmm. who has an addiction on a meaningful kind of like well, level. Yeah. Fat Amy, who probably hasn't found her crowd. Aubrey, who's very under pressure. Chloe, who just wants to meet people. Becca, who finds a group of people mm-hmm. that's actually like really powerful in itself yeah do we want it i think i just want to wrap up with a few random points i think i want to talk about firstly that i didn't mention in the first competition i'm not sure if you remember they have the sock puppets oh where they, you. where they do fuck so good Such a i love good it moment. they got robbed they should have come first <laughs> i want a movie about them <laughs> them that's the spin-off so, you know it's no called, bumper in berlin it's called soccer Socapella. <laughs> oh iconic is that oh i love that little moment yeah that must be actually so hard to do as well like i'm trying to think of a place where the sock puppets could go to have like a spin-off <laughs> sock puppets in sacramento <laughs> just <laughs> serve oh but then I suppose I just, yeah, we could round up with, I think, how the movie's cultural impact, because mm. I think it has, because it had two more movies. I haven't ever seen the third. I don't want to. Apparently the third's really bad. But the I've second, never seen the third. The, I've watched the second, but it's not as memorable. It's not as memorable. Still fun. Yeah. But it did really have an impact. And I think it had, I think, I, I think I'd, I'm not obviously involved with acapella, but I think it had a really big impact in making it kind of cool and popular. Mm-hmm. And obviously being a big chick flick movie yeah um 
and the songs again kind of blew up and they, that was really mm. popular but I think it again also made the arts cool in a really big way yeah. a lot of the time when you look at reviews from the period as I when it first came out a lot of people said if you really like Glee you'll like this and I actually really? find it offensive to both Glee and Pitch Perfect <laughs> that they get compared to each other because I'm like hmm. no they're so no. different different they have singing in them but i suppose it rode on the coattails of glee yeah. making singing cool again mm-hmm. but i just love it for that reason that it yeah. made the arts popular and cool and iconic mm-hmm. and for that reason i think i'll always love it yeah so to conclude the podcast episode we will do our best and worst moments and our sleigh rating mm-hmm. so lauren what are your best and worst moments Okay, I think my best moment has to be the finale. It's just mm. the most memorable, the most iconic. Don't get me wrong, I have other things that are, you know, getting close to competing with the finale, but it's just it's just the iconic moment and I think like it just kind of summarizes in a non-verbal way the sort of bond that they all form and the development that they all have together and the growth and like sort of the just like the girl power that kind of really translates Mm. throughout this film um worst moment okay obviously i've mentioned a lot about how disgusting the sick is but i think my worst moment okay my worst moment is we've not brought this up but you know when they go and perform at like a frat house or something okay yeah and they all start to fail and they do really rubbish and then one of the guys is like what is this i wanted the hot bellas i'm like no but obviously like it's not you're not meant to take that seriously and the whole Mm. point is that the bellas are hot in an entirely different way that does not necessarily reach what we might consider societal standards but maybe that's beautiful amazing Mm. iconic and i think that's like a big thing that we're supposed to take away from this i think that kind of translates as well um translates as well um in their costumes that they all come out at the end in and things like that so that's probably my least favorite moment but i can kind of see past it because of how iconic the overall movie is yeah what about you so my best moment i'm gonna go with you as well Mm. the finale it just culminates everything up i don't think obviously it would have had the same impact had the rest of the movie not been good mm. but i i love the finale it gets yeah. me so excited my blood gets pumping yeah it's, it's so so like, good yeah. so feel good and you're just happy mm-hmm. i love it but then like i've mentioned as well my worst moment the shower scene gives me the ick now maybe it's my degree brain working in overload <sighs> yeah, and viewing every kind of minor like... thing is problematic mm-hmm. but i just i think it's actually harassy and i Mm-hmm. I can't deal with that side of it. Yeah. Not on. So. Let's conclude by bringing back our sleigh scale. Let's do a cheeky little sleigh rating. So it's out of five. Yes? Yes. Yeah, so what's your sleigh rating, Lauren? I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say... your Mine's always higher than yours, can I just say? I'm always it might nice. Be, it might not be. What's mm. yours? Mine is going to be 4.5 sleighs out of five. Well, today's the day, Lauren. What? Mine is also four and a half really? sleighs out of five sleighs. Okay, what what loses the 0.5 for you? I just think it's, obviously, it's just subtle things. I, I feel yeah. so five out of five is just when I can't find anything. Like It's mm. very minor things here that I pick it out for. So the rushed ending, just a couple of bits that don't sit as well with me. Mm-hmm. But 
just such a good movie. And the fact yeah. that I can watch it again and again. Mm-hmm. I've watched it, I think, two times this year mm. already. <laughs> it is mm. such, a, such comic a comic film. film. I think as well, like I was saying before, it's always one that you can bang on no matter who's in the, background, in the room exactly yeah and also like if you're kind of like doing other stuff like it's just it's a it can be a background or a foreground so good movie and i love it amazing so with that in mind that concludes this episode thank you so much and for making that, it through we're gonna say us. aka goodbye aka see you later see you next time bye, bye.